The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not in a good place right now, and we turn our attention to the red-hot Cincinnati Bengals, who could make things worse before they get better. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, man? Welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, Deputy Editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com, joined by my Wednesday co-host, Mr. Evan Klosky of 10 let's Tampa Bay. Yeah, let's rock. Uh, you can check out everything he's doing. Bucks country, time. baby. That's where we're at. Pretty much. You can check out everything Evan's doing on 10 Tampa Bay and at 10tampabay.com. And of course, follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at Ekloski, WTSP. Thank you again for making us your first listen or view of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And Evan, where we start today is with a Twitter question from our good friend at Destined for Greatness. He uh, he caught the post-game video of Mike Evans speaking to reporters following the Bucks' loss to San Francisco. And for those that didn't see it or didn't hear it, we're going to play that for you now, courtesy of Greg Allman of Fox Sports. He's absolutely right. I mean, the coaches are doing a good enough job. Like, we have to do better as players. Um Penalties and turnovers will get you beat every time, especially against a high-quality team like this. They're really good in all three phases, and then they show it tonight, and they, they beat us down. So, Evan, the question was, is this statement telling of how Mike or the team feels about coaching? And at Destin for Greatness on Twitter pointed out the pause or what appears to be some hesitation in the sentence, the coaches have been doing a good enough job as the reason for his curiosity. So do you think that that was Mike kind of trying to find the the right words in a statement he didn't fully believe? Or, you know, is, is it just kind of a lot to do about nothing, just kind of fans searching for whatever following an absolutely brutal loss? Yeah, I, I lean towards the second, the, the, the latter solution. Um, I, that's kind of how Mike talks in his cadence, uh, especially after a loss. It's a weird time. They got their, their butts kicked. Uh, I didn't really see anything to read beyond that. If you watch the Blitz on Sundays, you know we got a segment called Keeping It a Buck. That's where we kind of decipher what the players or the coaches are trying to say and, and say it in a more straightforward way because obviously they're trying to be politically correct. How I would keep it a buck here is Mike Evans saying, look, I'm not saying the coaching is great, okay? It's not. But the coaching is good enough, and we are screwing it up. Like, the plays are there. We are either missing the block, uh, we're not getting open, Tom's throwing a crappy ball. There, it's, it would be easy if it was a schematic issue. But this goes well beyond it because in the end – the plays that are there 
and we should be making, we are not. So we cannot actually blame the coaching staff before we blame ourselves, which is the whole issue with all this is like, like I, I'm not here to say that Byron Leftwich is a great OC. I'm not here to say that I don't think he should be here next year. I think he's proven that. Having said that, uh, it's not Byron's fault that Donovan Smith is committing all these holding penalties and wiping three touchdowns off the board this season. It's not his fault that Brady had an easy touchdown to Mike Evans, had an easy deep ball to Scotty Miller, missed him completely. You know, we asked, like, where are the deep balls? Where are the deep balls? They're finally throwing deep balls, and they're open. And um, and they're, they're missing them because Brady's accuracy is deep. So, like, I just think that a lot of fans look for an easy target. It's like, oh, they scored seven points. Beep, 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 beep. Byron. And we're going to stay on Byron, and we're going to get on him, and we're going to get on him. And it's like, that was correct for a while. But, like, to me, the last couple of weeks have actually been very little Byron and way more Brady. And earlier in the season, people were like, Brady stinks. And it was like, I don't know. Brady looks pretty good to me. It seems like a lot of other people are screwing up around him. So it's it's kind of funny how that's that's flip-flopped. And I do think the, it's not a coincidence that Brady has looked very fidgety, mechanics off, uh, awful, uh, with Tristan Wurst out. He already had fears and already that fidgetiness about him beforehand. And um, I think that exacerbated it because he knows what we all see. And his blind side ain't being protected well. Um, so, and he's already still getting internal pressure. So it's there. There's a lot. There's a lot going on, and that's what happens when you have to deal with so many injuries up front. Yeah, well, and it, it looked like Brady was getting a little bit more comfortable, and then Wurfs goes down, and it's like we're right back at, at square one with the way this offensive line is going. And and to your point. He also missed Julio Jones on a deep ball where he had a couple of steps on his defender, left the ball short. Um, And I, I had mentioned it. I I can't remember if I said it in my pick six on, on Bucks nation, or if I said it on Twitter or whatever, it looked like that throw to Julio that he put everything he had into that Mm -hmm. and it came up short. And I'm wondering if that shoulder injury is still lingering and, and still a problem. But as far as Mike Evans' comments, uh, I'm I'm going to say this. David and I, as, as many of you know, have been extremely critical of the coaches on the last couple of episodes. And, you know, I believe it's warranted. However, this is not an Urban Meyer situation from Jacksonville. The players love... Todd Bowles they love Byron Leftwich they you know they love this coaching staff Todd Bowles is very much a player's coach so I don't think that they're going to rush to try to get those guys replaced because they do like them the the problem is it's a collective and we keep pointing as you said we've pointed to Byron we've pointed to Bowles we've pointed to Brady we've pointed to the offensive line it's a collective of all of it the coaches are not scheming, you know, good games, but what they are scheming, the players aren't executing. And, and I think that was just mostly frustration boiling over. I don't think Mike Evans uh, hesitation or pause, as you said, Evan, that's kind of just the cadence of the way he speaks. Uh, I don't think that was his personal indictment of the coaching staff and looking for a nice way to say something, you know, good about them. 
I think it's just everybody in that building is frustrated and, and for a multitude of reasons. Um, so with, with all of that said, um, you know, David and I talked about whether or not Todd Bowles should be fired in season, whether or not he should be fired after the season. And ultimately, I don't think Todd Bowles is going anywhere anytime soon. Hopefully, he has a really, really good plan drawn up for Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. We are going to start talking about that game in just a moment. But first, this episode is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire could feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available? That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is also brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a new slate of football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. That's why you'll be able to find a sneak peek of Think Like a Champion available right now as a bonus episode on Locked On Presents. Think Like a Champion is a brand new podcast from Russell Wilson and Audible. Here, two-time Super Bowl champion and MVP Von Miller deliver sharp insights about performing at your highest level in moments of extreme pressure or NCAA champion Tim Tebow discuss how to find your unique personal mission in the world. Each episode features interviews with Olympic medalists, NFL stars, and business leaders, and hosts will swap stories and share proven mental techniques that have gotten the world's most elite performers across the finish line and beyond. Head over to Lockdown Presents for a sneak peek of Think Like a Champion or catch the full series available anywhere you get your podcasts available everywhere now. Audible. Get in the game. Thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of the day. For your second listen, check out the biggest headlines in all sports with Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So, Evan, the Buccaneers have some serious injury issues going on, most of them piling up on the defensive side of the ball. You got Antoine Winfield Jr., Mike Edwards, Sean Murphy Bunting, Joe Tryon Shoyinka, Akeem Hicks. Offensively, you got Leonard Fournette. Nick Leverett got banged up against the 49ers. Tristan Wirfs is still out. Tom Brady has the shoulder and the throwing hand issues. They're going up against the Bengals, who aren't without their own issues. T. Higgins uh, aggravated his hamstring in pregame warmups this past Sunday. Tyler Boyd played one game or one snap and then dislocated his finger. Trey Hendrickson is out for this weekend. So for you, what is the best approach for the Buccaneers this week if they're going to avoid being swept by the AFC North? Um, I don't know if this is going to be the popular choice, but in my opinion, because we can talk about Cincinnati's injuries all we want. The fact is Tampa Bay is hurt. Like we entered San Francisco 
only dealing with two safeties, which is already a big enough problem. And then you lost like half of your defense. Like let's like theoretically, and we don't know what the injury report looks like as far as this taping goes. Um, but right now dealing with injuries, you have Mike Edwards, Antoine Winfield Jr., Sean Murphy Brunting. You have Vita Vea, Jamel Dean, and um, and and Joe Tryon Shoyinka on top of Shaq Barrett, who's out for the season. So those are like, I mean, right now entering this game, seven people who were key parts of your defense entering the year who potentially are out against Cincinnati. So I don't care who lines up for Cincy. Like, you're you're screwed. You are so screwed. Now, Sean Murphy Bunting was limited all the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. You would think that he's close. Uh, we know Jamel Dean is probably not playing this weekend. I would assume Vita Vey is not playing this weekend. Uh, so your your rushing defense is toast um, without Vita Vey there. I mean, there's only and even if it's not toast, who is going to put pressure on on Joe Burrow? Even with the O line concerns of the Bengals, like who is going? They can't get pressure as is when they're fully healthy in the trenches. How are they going to get pressure now? I mean, Vea was your leading sack guy. So my opinion is punt the game, punt it, lose. Who cares? Who cares about this game? Arizona just lost Kyler Murray. That is a deflated team. They're ready for the off season. They're ready to clean house. Focus on Arizona, focus on Carolina, focus on Atlanta. You win those three, you're in the playoffs, nine wins, nine, eight season. You're above 500. Bing, bang, boom. You got momentum. You also give your players a week to rest. Um, so never will they ever come out and say we're punting the week or we're going to throw it. It's going to be very interesting to, the, to see who suits up and who doesn't. Uh, are they going to sit Antoine Winfield Jr.? Are we going to get a bunch of limited tags into an out, you know, in, into a doubtful? I mean, Winfield and Edwards have not practiced to date since their injuries. You know, it's just they're going to need bodies too at some point. It's just you want to – like, it just doesn't matter. And sure, there's everyone's going to freak out. And the, if the Panthers win, they're going to jump you. But it doesn't matter because you still control your own destiny. You still control your path. And I just think that the winning formula is the next three games and you trying to do everything you can to win this one with a hand tied behind your back is troublesome. So, um, to not be Debbie Downer, if I actually go into the game plan and you go for it, um, you got to you got to think offensively minded here. You you have to score points and you have to just limit the uh, Cincy in the red zone. It's going to come down to just let them get to the red zone, stop them there, force field goals, field goals, field goals, field goals. Don't worry about giving up 420 yards. Force field goals. Do not let them in the end zone and um, and just try to find different ways to create pressure on Burrow because, um, you know, I would, I would say you can go with the, the, the Panthers strategy of punting a game against the Bengals, but that was essentially let's stop Burrow, let them run all over us. Not a good idea. They got torched. So, you know, maybe you go the flip effect. Let's just sell out on the run and just, let their guys go deep on us and have Burrow just bomb us to death and hope that he has a bad game because I mean, Zion McCollum is going to be lining up on the other side. Like you're going to have Avery playing 
tons of snaps. Uh, does does Zion McCollum cancel out how bad Eli Apple is? Like, is that a one for one swap? Yeah, if, yeah if Tom I, Brady is anywhere close to being accurate on the no, deep balls. It would, yeah, it would, it would be nice if it worked out that way. I mean, on paper, for the Buccaneers to win this game, you have to win it like 34 31. Like, yeah. if there's any game where the offense needs to be like, yo, defense, we got you. Today, we got you. It's, it's on Sunday. And um, that is the only way to beat the Bengals this weekend. It has to be a shootout. It just has to be. And the offense is incapable of doing that. I have zero faith that they'll figure that out. Yeah, you and me both. But you you did mention something, and that is that the Buccaneers control their own destiny. Another team that controls their own destiny is the Carolina Panthers, who are suddenly breathing down the necks of the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. And, and to your credit, Evan, you said during the bye week, all the way back at the bye week, you were like, all you need to worry about are the Saints, the Panthers, and the Falcons. Let the rest of the game shake out however they shake out. Focus on the division games. So that's what they need to do. My question is, if the Buccaneers lose another game, a second game in a row where they just get absolutely shellacked, we're mm-hmm. talking 38-10. to 10. Do you think we're going to start to see players, for lack of a better term, stop caring whether or not they even make the playoffs uh, after after two just absolutely dejecting losses in a row? Do you think we're going to have some guys out there that are just waving the white flag on the season? No, because I think they understand it too, right? These players are not wired like we're wired, right? Like, I mean – Cleveland, like after Njoku made that the in the post game press conference, right? It's like, oh, you think we're done? We ain't done. Like, you know, it's, essentially we got a chip in a chair, right? And until like, even though we know, like, bro, you ain't going anywhere this year. I don't know what to tell you, but uh, but but them in that locker room, they're like, until you tell us we are mathematically out of the equation, we are going to keep fighting. Uh, and and when you have Tom Brady as your quarterback, you always have a chance. So and. Again, building up to the point is theoretically, theoretically, assuming that none of these injuries are, are you know, we don't really know much about Vita. We, you know, it's a calf injury. Uh, Quinn Williams also has a calf injury for the Jets, and he's considered day-to-day. So I, I don't know what that is and what that looks like. He was already dealing with a foot injury as is. And, like, another thing, like, I don't know, Vita is, like, broken down. But I, I – I, don't think so. These are these are guys who um, they're frustrated, but I, I don't think that they have the give up. Um, one and just one thing I want to say here is in baseball, uh, something I've always been told is you look at a pitcher, take away their their best five starts, which are going to be exceptional, and then take away their five worst starts, which are going to stink. The 20 starts in between are who you are, all right? So in an 18-game season, take away three of the best games from the Bucs and three of the worst games from the Bucs. The, the Niners game is going to be in the bottom pile. It's an outlier. They are not that bad. And I know the Niners are really good, but the Bucs are also not that bad. It was a, a, a litany of issues that just snowballed into things where it was just an unstoppable force. And – 
when you get down 21 zip in midway through the second quarter, you are playing from super behind and you can't run and you complain about all the things that you complain about. In the end, the Buccaneers are a team that will ultimately scratch and claw playing way too close to the vest and make you sick to your stomach. We'll see what product we get on Sunday because it's a discounted version, but I just don't want people to think that the Niners game is who the Buccaneers are. Just like I don't want, I didn't want people to think that the Seahawks game was who the Buccaneers were because they weren't that either. Yeah, definitely, definitely fair. We are going to talk more about this Bucks-Bengals game coming up in just a moment. But first, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. They've got it all at betonline.net where you will see that the Buccaneers are three and a half point home underdogs this week against the Cincinnati Bengals. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Wrapping things up here on a WTSP Wednesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. For those that haven't seen it or heard it, make sure you go back and you check out the bonus episode that we dropped. David Harrison joined by former Buccaneers tight end, Super Bowl champion, future Hall of Famer, Rob Gronkowski. An absolutely phenomenal story and a great conversation there with Gronk. Make sure you check that out. But Evan, it is that wonderful, wonderful time where you are going to predict the future. And I'm going to go ahead and assume this week you're going to make Buccaneers fans shrug and go, that sounds about right. Because I don't see you picking the Bucks to win this one. But let's go ahead and start with your uh, player of the game. Who do you think is going to stand out in this one? Uh, besides Joe Burrow? <laughs> yeah, you have uh, to pick one of the guys with a uh, flag on the side of his helmet, yeah. not, not stripes. I'll, I'll go with Rashad White. Um, okay. Yeah, I just think that, look, we know they're going to do the dink and doink thing. Um, to me, it's pretty clear that Rashad White is better than Lenny. Lenny's dealing with stuff. Lenny, for the back half of this year, looks like he's running a quicksand a lot. I love Lenny kind of in like a bulldozing sort of deal. Um, but, you know, I would love for the Bucks to be like the Cowboys where you have Rashad White as your Tony Pollard and Lenny as your Zeke. That's kind of how I see the duo. But um, because of how the game is going to go and how they need to generate offense, uh, give me Rashad for an impressive performance. I like it. And do you have any idea how excited I was early in that game? When they lined up Lenny and Rashad both in the backfield at the same time, I was like, yes, finally, keep doing this. They, they've they added that wrinkle here in the past couple of weeks. It's something that they've they've shown now a handful of times. And I, uh, I, and I agree. They just The two of your playmakers, and if you're going to dink and doink, and that's your strategy, then give me them. And also, not to mention, both are pretty good pass blockers. So... If Tom Brady's fidgety, which I saw actually a lot more of in the Niners game, using their running backs to block, 
Like if Brady mm-hmm. is so worried, give him extra oh. protection. Then Tom shouldn't have an excuse, you know, and then the O-line doesn't have an excuse either. So Leonard Fournette saved Tom Brady's life in that game. He did. Yeah. His and, and they, up. yeah. My goodness. Messed up words hip in the process. Yeah, you hate to see that, but man, a, I, I mean, it's a clean hit. It is what it is. I mean, you're going to go if you're going to go all out. That's the risk of going all out, you know. That's um, right. All right. Well, what is your bold prediction for this one? My bold prediction is that at halftime, the Bucks will hold Cincinnati to ten points and less. Ooh. It's gonna get ugly after halftime, but I think I think they'll. Um, I think that's my that's my bold prediction is that it's gonna be like, whoa, what do we got here? This is this is looking better than I thought. They can win this thing. This so is looking. You're, you so you're telling me there's a chance? Yeah. All right. Well, how ugly is it gonna get? Let's hear the score prediction. For this one, uh, again, the Buccaneers are home underdogs, as they should be. I'm just surprised the line is as close as it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not as surprised, only because I, you know, Buccaneers are home. They're a really good home team. And injury reports haven't come out yet. So that number might tick up to four and a half, five and a half. It's also a little bit of, bit of an overreaction of the Niners game. So um, I actually think it's a pretty good price uh, where it stands. Uh, I'm, I'm saying Cincinnati went 34 to 20. I just think it's one of those. It's, it's going to be, I, I, I feel like at best, we're going to be watching the Baltimore Ravens game again. Just in a really impressive first half performance. And in the second half, they just run out of steam because they don't have the bodies. And they just can't withstand that punishment for an entire 60 minutes. So you'll have a little bit more offense. Um, but the, the defense can only do so much with the personnel. Uh, you know, I just, this, this is going to be a toughie, uh, this, you know, at, at a certain point, any team that's dealing with the injuries the Buccaneers have, and we saw it last year before Todd Bowles reconfigured everything and figured it out halfway through the year, you have to go through some, some growing pains to get through that. And, and right now, so late in the year, you just have to deal with it. So. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to my day-to-day work life after this game. I I encounter no less than 75 Bengals fans on a daily basis. <laughs> a lot of them are the same people every day. Um, this is not going to go well for me. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. But you do have an excuse. You know, I, I, just, I just really hope that fans understand that it's, you know, what they were before was unacceptable. What we see now is going to be a byproduct of the personnel um, more than the coaching, more than any, any larger narratives that we want to talk about. It's just, they are beaten to a pulp. And even if this was a, uh, you know, an 11 and three team entering this week, I would be very skeptical entering this matchup just with who they're trotting out defensively. Yep. All right. Well, with that, we are going to get out of here. But real quick, I do need to give some shout outs to the Locked On Bucks Fantasy League teams that made the playoffs. So the Hertz Locker, Locked On Lenny's, Living La Vida Vea, and of course, the Locked On Bucks Fantasy team. Uh, we thank all of those that participated. Look forward to doing this again next year. 
good luck to those of you that made the playoffs unless you play us because David and I like to win too. So that's just kind of how it is. Uh, you, you may not guess it from the podcast, but David is a very competitive person. And if you don't know that I'm a very competitive person by now, you haven't listened long enough. There's plenty of old episodes that you can go back and check out. But we do want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view of the day. Now, for your second listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on Odyssey YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. Check out everything Evan is doing on 10 Tampa Bay and at 10TampaBay.com. Check out my work over at SB Nation's BucksNation.com. And, of course, follow everything on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at EcloSP WTSP. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding 